I was invited to present on a new topic in cancer research, which is the combination of immunotherapies with targeted therapies. As you probably know, GSK Oncology has a large portfolio of targeted agents, which we started developing since inception of actually the entire uh, oncology unit at GSK. And we have um, brought several new medicines to patients. The latest two, which are a BRAF and a, a MEK inhibitor, named the Brafnib and Trametinib, have been uh, widely investigated in melanoma and are now being investigated also in other diseases. And uh, we are aiming to maximize value for patients by combining these now with the emerging new group of immunotherapies. Uh, based on what we know about targeted agents, these have usually high response rates, they have good progression-free survival improvements, and in some instances also survival improvements. But there is often resistance emerging to targeted therapy intervention, and the resistance then leads to patients progressing rapidly and uh, succumbing to disease. So our intent here is to offer more long-term benefit for patients, which can be achieved with a new class of cancer immunotherapies. So bringing the two together would actually aim, aim for the best of two worlds, fast response and high response rates with the targeted therapies, and a prolonged effect on progression and ultimately survival of patients with the immunotherapies. The key points of the talk are primarily the effects of targeted therapies and uh, the main features that would enable them to actually be good candidates for combinations with immunotherapies. One thing that we have aimed to systematically set up at GSK Oncology, which is now beginning to be more commonly done in the field at large, is the screening of immunological effects for targeted therapies. If you imagine a targeted therapy being designed to actually target the tumor, it's still being given systemically to patients. So it can reach immune cells, and it will have effects on immune cells that are usually not understood. So our screening process actually validates the, um, the effects of targeted therapies, not just on the tumor, but also on the immune system. And having that information will enable us to make decisions about how to combine targeted therapies with immune interventions. They should not be immunosuppressive. They should possibly, in some instances, be immunosupportive, or at least uh, modulate the immune system in a way that it synergizes with a targeted therapy, uh, with an immunotherapy. And the immunotherapy, in most cases, has a well-defined mechanism, and the two mechanisms should somewhat come together to have uh, preferably synergistic effects. So we started talking about the BRF and MEK inhibitors, the brafenib and termetinib. I spoke about those in my presentation. They have been approved for metastatic melanoma that carries BRF um, mutations. And we now aim to continue to improve the benefit for patients with this disease by actually adding on immunotherapies to the targeted therapies. There are three trials ongoing right now, one with ipilimumab, which is the first marketed cancer immunotherapy for this patient group. Uh, we have presented data on this at ASCO, and I just presented some of it today. And there are two other studies, one with a PD-1 inhibitor from Merck and one with a PD-L1 inhibitor from Medimmune, both of which we have uh, collaborations for with the two companies. So this is, again, an effort to be collaborative to bring benefit to patients. 
So the combinations that I just mentioned are only in melanoma because that's the disease in which we have the most data and where this step makes the most sense. But we can envision doing this in other diseases. So we have recently combined the BRF and MEK inhibitors with a non-immunotherapy, an EGFR inhibitor called panitumumab. I also referred to that at ASCO and in my talk. And uh, that has shown some good results. So it can be probably carried into other diseases, but with immunotherapies, we are not yet there. So in principle, the combinations should work early and late. Uh, we usually go in with uh, uh, combinations that are more complex after standard therapies that are already approved have failed. So that could be some of the same agents or a different regimen. So we will do the phase one study usually in populations with the highest unmet medical need, but then at some point might go into early alliance. It depends on the results that you find. And everything we have observed so far actually is looking quite promising. You have to navigate toxicity of bringing new agents together, but you can also see some encouraging activity. So once you put the two together, you can then decide into which early alliance this can be carried. And we certainly have the intent to make this available to patients as broadly as possible. In melanoma, it's already uh, being widely used. There are new immunotherapies pushing into that space. So the ipilimumab agent was approved in 2011. There are several PD-1 or PD-L1 inhibitors now being tested and getting close to a regulatory verdict. So where we then might actually have more immunotherapies for melanoma patients. And I see them also being investigated in other diseases, such as lung cancer, bladder cancer, head and neck cancer, and others. So I can see immunotherapies making a greater impact than anybody could have envisioned just a few years back. The side effect profile is largely consistent between earlier or later lines, but we don't have uh, large data sets yet in the really early patients. So the non-metastatic patients, there was recently a phase three study that tested ipilimumab uh, versus placebo. So monotherapy, ipilimumab versus placebo in high-risk adjuvant melanoma, the patients have no measurable disease. That was a positive trial with a hazard ratio of 0.75 and a nine-month median uh, PFS improvement. Certainly uh, a positive outcome, but the toxicity in that trial was also higher than what has been seen in metastatic patients. So it's something to weigh. It seems like patients that have earlier disease may also have more toxicity, but we need to learn more about it. There are not many agents that are in that space yet, and there is not enough data to make any clear conclusions. I mentioned three trials that we're doing with BRF and MEK plus immunotherapies in the melanoma setting. So those are the three combination agents are ipilimumab, the PD-1 inhibitor from Merck and the PD-L1 inhibitor from Metamune. These studies are ongoing. The only study that has data is the ipilimumab combination trial, which I presented on today. The other two are still ongoing. There is no data yet that I could have presented. Then there is a variety of other combinations in other diseases. I'll give you one more example. In renal cell carcinoma, we have a um, Votriant, which is another uh, agent from GSK, a targeted therapy. Uh, together with the PD-1 inhibitor from Merck. That study is also ongoing, but there is not enough data yet to actually present it. And there will be other trials that we will conduct with a variety of new agents that can possibly expand the spectrum of uh, therapies we can offer.
in general, I believe the era of cancer immunotherapy has finally come. It's been a long road. There have been more than 30 years of clinical trials without the desired success. And just in 2011, we really started turning the corner on immunotherapies being really successful, delivering the patient benefit we were looking for. And now we're learning rapidly how to expand that space. And many different companies, but also academic centers that did not participate in this research before, are now on the ball and are working towards making immunotherapies um, available. So I think it's an exciting time, and combinations are really part of that story.